the value of this church or the value of the church in general. The value of the church. Let me talk to you for just a few minutes today concerning my own vision and value of the church. I've been raised in the church. All I've ever known was the church. My mom and dad brought me to church when I was, I don't know what, week, two, oh, three weeks old. I've been here ever since. Amen. I'm a pretty permanent fixture. I believe in the church. The church is my life. This is not an afterthought with me. This is where it's at with me. The church is the, is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me because it is the body of Christ. I remember a few years ago, and uh, oh, it's been many years ago now, over 30 years ago, probably, uh, well, about 30 years ago, a little more than that, that my daughter was on a three-wheeler, a three-wheeler. And uh, she she was on the back with another young lady, and they had a they had a wreck. It was a terrible wreck. Early night, we're going to eat on a Sunday. That she went home with somebody to play with them on a Sunday evening. I got the phone call, and I was in Natchez, Mississippi, and they had rushed her to Alexandria to the hospital. And I I never will forget that day. It's indelibly imprinted upon my mind and my memory, but. Remember that call, how that Crystal had uh, been in a wreck. Her leg was tore all up. The bones were broken, and literally the bone was sticking out of her leg and into the dirt. And they took her quickly to Rapids General in uh, Alexandria. And I drove uh, like Jehu. If you don't know what that is, go study. But I drove like Jehu, which I'm pretty pretty good about driving like Jehu. And uh, if you get, if I pass you, I have scripture for that, okay? If you get on this frontage road and do 30 miles an hour, I'm probably going to pass you. The Bible said the king's business requires haste. And I'm always in a hurry, okay? Amen. It's hard to tell the cops that sometimes, but judge, you'll let me off because the, the king's business requires haste. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I, dr- I drove and we got there, and of course the the the, uh, the doctor's report was not good. He came out and he said she'll she'll have to uh, she'll have to have surgery and, and many surgeries. She'll have to have several surgeries, and and if we save her leg, it will be a miracle because the dirt and the and the, all the things that happened, it got into the bone and. And so uh, we began to pray. Well, that was that was all a terrible story, and I don't want to take a lot of time there today. But here's the good part about that story. When I looked up, there stood the church. The hospital began to fill up with my people who I love call the church. Friends, pastors, preachers, saints of God, praying people. You know, hospitals don't know how to handle us. They don't know how to handle us. They get frustrated with us. But what they don't understand is that we are the family of God. That we, we, we love one another. Amen. The church came to my aid. Make a long story short, Crystal maybe did have one more surgery. They sewed her leg up. The doctor said, we can't believe it's doing this well. And uh, today she's normal. She's got a scar there. She'll have the rest of her life. But 
the facts are God took care of us and the church came to our rescue. I can remember many times in my life, even since I've been here in 30 years, the times of trouble in my life when the church, the church came to my rescue. I remember my own dad's surgery and when he had heart surgery back in the 90s. I, I remember the church being there. I remember the time of my father's death. This church stepped forward and the occasions in my life. I'm just talking about the value of the church. The value of the church is that we are the family of God and we are the body of Christ and we are the bride of Christ. And we are all closely knit together. The scriptures, as a matter of fact, say we are all baptized by one spirit into one body. And that one spirit is the Holy Ghost. And everybody here said amen. So, so I, I want to convey to you this morning, first of all, the value of this body, the value of this church. Jesus, in his teaching, gave us some very powerful words when those around him one day said to him, Lord, what is the first commandment? What is the first, the very first commandment? And he said, well, the first commandment is that you love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Everybody say the first commandment is to love God. That's the first commandment. He said the second commandment is like unto the first. That you love your neighbor as yourself. So the first two commandments, he said, the one that says love God, the second one that says love your neighbor, he said upon this hang all of the law and the prophets. Everything else falls in under those two things. Everybody say with me, love God. Love people. That's what the Scripture said. I didn't say that. God said that. Love God. Love people. you got to love no matter what. And I could preach a long time on those first two commandments. Or I could tell you today that if you get those right, all of the others will fall in line. You see, here's the thing about loving God and loving people. When you love God and you love people, you love the church. Well, amen. Because the Bible said the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. We only can love with God's love by the power of His Spirit in our lives. And so I've come to tell you on this Sunday morning... And, and it's Community Group Sunday. If you don't know what that is, you will before I get through. The first commandment is that you love God. And the second is, you got to love people around you. We had community groups before community groups were called community groups. Anybody in this building old enough to remember when the ladies got together and Made candy to sell. Yeah, there's a few around. Made teddy bear suckers. Any of you guys remember when we had groups that got together and mowed the church lawn? Some of you still do it, don't you, Brother Donnie? There's a community group up here called Doug and, and Donnie Mack and, and Ronnie Cupid that, that they got their own little group. They mowed the churchyard. 
But I remember those days. Jesse, you'll remember those days. We, we, had, we had community groups before they were, were cool. We had youth groups, and we, we, we would go out and raise money on a Saturday. And I've sold enough world's finest chocolate to buy the Pentagon. And, uh, you know, we, we, we had groups. But we didn't call them community groups, but we were community groups because it was creating in us relationship and love for God and love for the church. I want to tell you something. Because of the way I was raised, I have a deep respect for God and I have a deep respect for the church. Amen. And the people of God. You see, there's got to be unity for anything to prosper. The Bible talked about that. The Scripture said that unity was precious. And unity is powerful. And unity is necessary. Necessary. Jesus said in the New Testament, He said, A house divided against itself cannot stand. That's why there's so much divorce. That's why there's so many broken homes. A house divided against itself cannot stand. You can't bicker and argue and fuss and fight and expect to be successful somewhere. And this goes for not only your home, but for your church. If you're going to do what God wants you to do, you got to get in tune with the church. you got to get in tune with your neighbor. you got to get involved with everybody. And you got to form a family that is called the family of God. I'm going to read a little bit what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He said this, He said, for by one spirit, verse 13, are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body, the body is not one member. He's talking about our bodies. But many... He said, if the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now, Now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased Him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you, nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, unto these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath Tempered the body together. Somebody say together. Yes. Having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, there, that there should be no schism. Do you know what that word means? No 
division. No schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or where are one member be honored? All the members rejoice with it. Now ye, here's what he said. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Everybody's not an eye. Everybody's not a hand. Everybody's not a foot. Everybody's not a nose. Everybody's not an ear. But everybody has a part. In the body of Christ. Nobody is unnecessary. Nobody is not needed. Everybody needs the church. Everybody needs the church. You didn't hear me. Everybody needs the church. You are the body of Christ. And the body of Christ has to be in harmony. And it has to work together for the good of the whole body. My foot can't get up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm going to Walmart. My hands say, I'm going to Target. That won't work. I can't get up tomorrow and my eye and my ear and my hand and my feet all disagree. You know what it says? Every member is important. But let me tell you, there's something about this body that knows how to work in harmony because God made it this way. I tell you about me, every time my elbow bends, my mouth flies open. You are needed. You are important. You are a part of God's kingdom. You are the body of Christ. Everybody can't sing. He took my microphone. When I get it, I get I take advantage of it. I used to keep it over there and try to sing every once in a while with them. And they said, "Dad, you got to shut up." My kids did. You got to you got to hush. If y'all are watching, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Thank you, Daryl. I got one fan right here. Everybody can't sing. Everybody can't. Everybody can't play an instrument. Everybody don't know how to greet people. There's some folks that you say hi to them, they just tuck their head. There's some prayer warriors in this church. There's some people behind the scenes. I read a story this very morning of a preacher's daughter, and I know her. She said, I grew up thinking, Lord, if I could just play and sing. But she said, I never could play and sing. That wasn't. But one day God, God opened a door for her. And they said, can you run the media? And she thought, media? You're going to stick me behind a computer? And I'm going to do nothing but, but type in words and do, do all the stuff you see on that? And to make a long story short... Twenty-something years later, she is an expert. And she said, I realized that God called me to that ministry. She can do unbelievable things. You say, you see, you don't see that up there. Who's running it today? Is that you, Carter? 
Ah, wave your hand up there so I know who you are. Uh, Tommy's on the lake today. Shame on you, Tommy. But uh, Carter's running the media. What would we do without Carter? What would we do? You don't see him. He's up there in the dark. What would we do? I don't know what we'd do without Chelsea. All the stuff you see on Facebook, all the stuff you see on Instagram. She's running the cameras today. She's running the sound today. Jeff's out of town with the young people. You see, there's a lot of things you don't see. What are you saying, preacher? Everybody's not going to be up here, but everybody's got a part. Everybody needs to be involved. Everybody ought to be a part of the body. If you're not, look, look, I want the members of a push to stand up. Who are you? I, I see them right here, right here. There's some more. There's some up there. There's another one up there. There's one up there. Uh, let's see. Who? I know there's some more, but there, there's another one right there. You see, let, you, you see this group? They're, they're a group called PUSH, and that stands for pray until something happens. Doris Britton takes the prayer request sheets every service, and PUSH prays over them. And you say, we just prayed over them, but they keep praying over them. And they pray about special needs, and they pray for revival, and they pray for a move of God. You see, you, you can be seated. What I'm trying to tell you, you don't see them. They're not flamboyant. They're not out here on the stage, but Everybody is important in the church. What we're about to do today is to try to get you plugged in. You say, well, I don't want to be plugged in. Yes, you do. You just don't even know it. I got too much on my plate. You can never have too much on your plate for God's kingdom. If you're too busy for God's kingdom, you're too busy. I I preach like this on a Sunday morning, and but I can't get some of you here on Wednesday night. Y'all are so holy that you get so much God on Sunday that you don't show up in midweek. You got enough to last all week, so I have to get you on Sunday. Say Amen, Pastor. You see, here, here's the deal: what community groups are is relational. It's it's a way to you. You connect with the body. It's a place for you to find. There's a group of ladies that get together here, and, 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 and they only do it one time a month. Is that right, Alma? One time a month. But let me tell you, they get together after church one time a month, and they get right back here, and they have a prayer meeting. Why? Because this is important. There's a group of guys that call the shade tree mechanics that have fixed folks' vehicles for nothing. You say, well, that don't matter. Yes, it does matter. It's called doing something for the kingdom of God. It's people that are helping people. It, I love it because because uh, Bethany and, and Caleb hadn't been around the church long, but they said, hey, we want to be a part. Can we start a, a group that once every once in a while, maybe once a month, I don't know how often it is, but we, we just go mow people. People's yards that can't mow them and can't afford to get them mowed, and they go mow people's yards for nothing on a Saturday. We got other folks that that is a re outreach group, and and Sister Deborah, Sister Deborah, are you the head of that group? And Sister Deborah and her group get together and they pass out tracts, and they pass, they had a special service here. Brother Greg preached an awesome message. They had good worship. You know what? You say preacher, all that? Oh yes, it is. It's getting connected. It's Plugging in. Sister Deborah, I love you, and I want to tell you why. You move from back there to right there. Stay there. I love you. 
Hallelujah. Hear me right now. I'm preaching to you on a Sunday morning. We need you. The church needs you. God needs you. God wants this church to be a powerful organism in the earth for the kingdom of God. We're not all there is to the kingdom, but we are a part of the kingdom here. We are, we don't, look. There's new groups starting. Brother Ed Rice is starting a group. I don't, I, let, let me grab my paper here. I'm going to fool around and mess up, but I got a paper here that, that tells all about it. He's calling it What's Happening Next. It's, did you ever wonder what the last days hold for the church? Brother Ed Rice, wave your hand right there. That's going to be on prophecy. That's a preacher right there. And he's going to help you understand where we are and what God's doing. That's going to be an awesome group. I, my neighbors, Judy and David Leach, they're going to head up a fix-it group. This group is called Handy Helpers that's going to go to small home repairs and do them for you and help you. David is a carpenter and Judy's a everything. Say, preacher, why? Why you saying all this? Listen to this. Iron faith, men's ministry. We eat together. We worship together. The tabernacle group, that's a new group. My brother Jay Bush. The tabernacle group is going to meet to talk about the tabernacle in the wilderness and how it relates to the church today. That's an awesome group. That's going to be awesome. The, the back nines, that's a little carnal group that plays golf together. Ladies night. They have it here. They play games. They eat together. Women of hope, Alma. Women of hope. Adultish. You know what adultish is? That's young young folks that, that get together, young adults that get together and, and they have meals together and they'll watch a good movie together and, and have games and they're, they're, they're just getting together and having relationship. Elevate meetups. That's the youth department. Joy luncheons, Debbie and James. That's important. Shade tree mechanics. Celebrate hope. Celebrate hope, James. That's you. That's people that's coming out of drug addiction and alcohol addiction and we got a group to put you in where you can rub shoulders with people that are fighting the same devils that you're fighting. James McCormick, I love you. Stand up, James. I want everybody to see who you are. Come up, stand up. James McCormick is a man that came from that world. That's I don't. He don't mind me saying this. He's now a prosperous businessman. He he's the manager, the the big wheel over at Home Improvements. But let me tell you about James. We got him from City of Faith. He was at a halfway house. He went to jail because he got drunk and had a wreck. And he stayed years in prison. But here he is on a seat worshiping God. And now he's helping people get out of that lifestyle. I love you, James. I hope I didn't embarrass you with that. But let me tell you, it's important. Grace Place. Stand up, Grace Place, guys. Come on, Brother Michael. Come on. Come on, Brother Kirkland. Yeah. See those guys right there? How consistent they are. They feed the homeless with a group of wonderful people every month. They go the first Friday to Grace Place and we write a check and we buy the food and our people serve the meals. Thank you guys. Thank you. Oh, better together. Better together. Brand new group. 
Burl and Jamie is putting together a brand new group called Better Together about couples. They're going to be couples. Their goal is to get their better families and connect with friends and have a great time together. Oh, man. Oh, man. I hope I'm not missing one today. What are you saying? This is the body. This is what it's a community group. Look at me. Read my lips. I told you this a year ago. I'm telling you again now. Community groups are not going away. And when you are not involved, you are cheating yourself with relationship to people around you. Oh God, we want this to be a strong and a vibrant Holy Ghost field baptized in the name of Jesus Church. We want this to be a church full of power, but we must do life together. We must become fixed on the kingdom and not understand that we must rub shoulders with people of like precious faith. I got to quit. Listen to me right now. Community groups are not a new thing. They were in the New Testament. Jesus Christ had a community group. Some of y'all don't believe that. He picked 12 up. And he called them his disciples. They ate together. They traveled together. They learned together. They discussed together. They fought one another. Isn't that what families do? But tell you about us. We can talk about us, but you can't talk about us. Isn't that what families are all about? Your sister, your brother, you can get in a knockdown drag out. Thirty minutes later, you you eating cake and laughing about it. Unless you just get real mad and have a grudge and you hold it for the next ten years, then you're going to go to hell over it. It's all about loving God and loving people. Well, I'm too busy. I'd take some of my time. Come on, folks. This is a busy generation. Isn't it sad that the more conveniences that we have, the busier we are, and we don't have time for the kingdom of God? Isn't it sad that we have been caught up in the in the very existence of a modern world that pushes us to the very nth degree, and we don't have time to do nothing anymore? We ought to have more time on our hands than we've ever had because we've got better things than we've ever had. We are blessed above all things, and we owe God some time and we owe God some, 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 some dedication and some commitment to the kingdom of God. The first church had community groups. I'm closing quickly. They continued, the Bible said, steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And fellowship. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders were done by the apostles. Let's, let, let me read on. Peter and, and, and the apostles, they had community groups. In Acts chapter 5, the apostles were thrown in prison. God let them out. And, and, and when the jailer and all the, the authorities got to looking for them, they, they couldn't find them. They said, well, they're down there in the temple teaching. And so they beat them. And then they said, don't you be talking about Jesus anymore. Well, it didn't stop them. Stop them. The Bible said in verse 42, and daily in the temple... And, watch this, and in every house, 
they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. You know what I want this to do? I want it to be church away from church. I want, I want somebody, look, you can be eating a meal together. I've, I've, I've made some of the men's lunches especially. And, and we had awesome food. But I tell you what, one of those, Burrow spoke. Burrow, you did a phenomenal job. And he spoke at that meeting. Others have, have, have spoken and had things to say. But what a great time together. When we say iron faith, that's all the men. Come to the meeting. Come get involved. Eat a good meal. But then we're going to pray together. And we're going to talk about the things of life together. And we're going to be a part of one another. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, I need you. I need you more than I've ever needed you. Because the world is a, pardon my vernacular, but it is a dog-eat-dog world. They'll push you down to get to the top. They'll pay their way and cheat to get their kids into the biggest college. They'll also go to jail. There's a lot of stuff happening. It's not like it used to be. But we can't just come to church on Wednesday and come to church on Sunday and say that's all it is to the church. Come on, let's do life together. Let's worship together. Let's pray together. Let's play together. Let's do the things of life together. I've preached this for years before we ever had community groups, and I'm going to say it again. Your closest friends ought to be people of like precious faith. That don't mean you can't be friends with that people out there. You have to be friends to win people. But the closest people, your closest confidant, your 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 best friend ought to be a person filled with the power of God and believes like you believe that will help you on the way. The Bible said two is better than one. For when one falls, the other shall pick him up. Two is better than one. It's better to have a group around you. It's better to have unity. It's better to be involved and have the body working and functioning properly. I'm just preaching today. I'm not preaching hellfire and brimstone or the coming of the Lord or anything that's going to scare you to an altar. I'm preaching something today that if you'll plug into it, it will make you a part of the kingdom and the body of Christ and you can become more of a Christian and a better Christian than you've ever been in your life. Stand all over this house. There it is. I can't say it any plainer. I can't make you. This is a voluntary army. Nobody, this is not a cult. I'm not going to tell you how to eat and what to eat and where to go and how to live. And where You don't have to call me to ask me if you can go out of town. That's not what this is all about. This is the church. But it's a volunteer army. And you come here because you love Him. And then you do other things because you love people. If I didn't love people, look at me. Look in these little hazel eyes. I'd have been gone a long time ago. I love God, but people can kill you. You gotta love beyond all that. You gotta love anyway. You know what I love about our church? We love no matter what color you are. We love no matter what creed you are. We don't care if you're a Catholic or a Baptist or a Methodist or a Presbyterian. We don't care what you call yourself. We love you. This is a place of worship for all people. We don't care what you We just love you. We love drunkards. We love alcoholics. We love drug addicts. We love 
rich folks. We love poor folks. We love fat folks and skinny folks. I'm so glad they love fat folks. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. I are one. I understand. But the church, the common denominator of the church, listen to me, and I'm closing in two minutes. The common denominator of the church is this. Okay, you ready? Doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, what your name is, what your pedigree is, if your parents were this or that, or your family was this or that, doesn't matter. Here's the common denominator of the church. The Holy Ghost makes all of us children of God. The Spirit of God, because we are all baptized by one Spirit into one body. Aren't you glad today? Aren't you glad? I see, I see, I see a great group here. Now we got a lot of folks in here today. All the kids and the staff over there, the youth are gone, the staff with them. We got a lot of folks out today. But if this this group right here that I'm looking at, if you alone would just ease back through there today, right? Let me tell you how to get there. One set of double doors, two sets of double doors, three sets of double doors, four sets. They're not far away. Just right straight through those doors right there. All the way back. And there's tables set up. And there's people there to explain to you their ministry. Sign up. Plug in. Get involved. Matter of fact, community group leaders, get out of here. Go. I will dismiss us in prayer. I didn't, I didn't come for an evangelistic service today. If you came here for that, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do that next time. We're going to have great church next Sunday and great church Wednesday night. But listen to me. Listen to me. If you will do what I'm preaching today and you will become involved in these groups. Let me tell you how far it's gone. And we're not going there. But let me tell you how far it's gone. There's many churches, mega churches, that through the week all they do is community groups. That's all they do in the big cities because people come from so far and do have so... So they just have community groups in their neighborhoods. They have, we're, we're still going to have Wednesday night. We're a small town church here. But the facts are we can build relationships and bring new people toward us by doing things that just simply have life with them together. And I want you to be involved. If you're not involved, I'm praying for you. I love you anyway. But if you will get involved... Take this preacher's word. It'll be the greatest moment of your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want you to touch every mind, every heart in our room today. What I preach, Lord, is the unity of the body and the coming together and the connecting between all the things that that we know and believe and feel. And we're not all alike, Lord, but we're all your church. So connect us and help us to do a good job in connecting people however we may. In Jesus' name, touch our hearts today and our minds and touch our people. Help them, Lord, to decide to do the things that would draw them into the kingdom. Brand new groups, brand new things. I love you. And I'm asking you to be involved today. Everybody say in Jesus' name.